When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's the Game Week 27 preview where I'm going to go through a bunch of your questions and give you my opinion. Simple as that. If you enjoyed the video and you're happy that it's a double upload day, hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Let's get into it. All right, let's start with Spurs attackers. So what are your thoughts on Madison going forward? He has a decent run, plays in 29, etc. Is it too soon? And the simple answer is no, definitely not too soon. As long as you've got space in your five-man midfield for Madison and you can afford him, there's no reason to, you know, not at least think about or, or at least consider bringing him into your team. I think a lot of people, if they're not already, will be looking at Spurs players soon because of what's in the question. Good fixtures, definite game in 29. Even the fixtures after that are pretty decent. And they're likely to have at least one or two double game weeks down the road as well. So Spurs attack is good. One of the reasons that Madison probably hasn't been spoken about spoken about a lot recently is because he was out for a while, so he didn't play at all between game weeks 12 and 21. And since he's been back, he's played four matches and got two assists. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? An attack and return every other game. But it's not really enough to make, make people stand up and kind of take note of you. I mean, look what happened with Saka recently. Double digits almost every single game week. That gets you noticed. Madison hasn't done that yet, plus obviously Spurs blanked in 26. There's not really been any reason to consider him, but I do like him. I think if it's a choice between him and Son, and money's no issue, you take Son, right? Absolutely nailed, good minutes like Madison, but his goal threat is higher and he's on penalties. I think if you want a second attacker, though, the, com the discussion between Richarlison and Madison is a lot closer than maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. Like, originally, I said that I would prefer... Richarlison his goal threat is higher he's playing as number nine he's cheaper as well but he came off in the 70th minute against Wolves back in game week 25 and I do wonder whether that's something we will start to see a bit more whereas minutes for Madison when he's fit are not really a worry plus there's also rumors going around that Richarlison might have picked up an injury now I don't want to speculate on that too much because we will hear from Ange Postacoglu tomorrow but obviously if that's the case then really it's only Son and Madison that you could even consider and I think a double up on Spurs is not completely out of the question and I've looked not extensively but briefly at wildcard 27 and 28 and I think if you're going to do that and not free hit in 29 three Spurs players make sense because of that Fulham game and then Luton at home in 30 Forest at home in 32 if you're free hitting in 34 you can just ignore the difficult fixture and then later on they got more doubles to come anyway so I like him I wouldn't pick him ahead of um son and he hasn't exactly been amazing from an fpl point of view recently but we know the caliber of player we know what he's capable of and you couple that with the fixtures they've got coming up i just wouldn't yeah i certainly wouldn't be against putting him in if i wildcard in 28 i'm 80 percent, 90 percent certain that madison will be in the team so as a transfer in especially if you're trying to not use a chip in 29 I think it looks pretty good. So interesting question, this one. Is everyone overreacting in the last 24 hours? Hits are inevitable. Everyone has different strategies. Disappointment is bound to happen at some point. 
Some are in better positions than others, but this stuff makes the game fun. Now, I wouldn't describe the last 24 hours as an overreaction. I mean, ultimately, if you're engaged in the FPL community and you're following a lot of FPL accounts, when big and important information comes in, like FA Cup results, they tell you what's going to happen in uh, sorry in game week 29, and then the knock-on effect that might have for future chip strategy, there's going to be a lot of noise and a lot of discussion. So it's not an overreaction, but the volume of discussion has definitely gone up. The one thing I would say about this, and I, I keep making this point in other videos, you would have heard me say this before, is you're right. Everyone has different strategies. Everyone has different teams. You have to try and block out the noise and also understand that people find it quite difficult to be open to different chip strategies. Even if they can see that someone else's team is different, it's very hard to completely forget about what you're doing for your team and put yourself in someone else's shoes. Like I try and do that as best as I can. Obviously I've got the time to do it as well because I'm making content and researching and stuff like that. But even for me, sometimes on a deadline stream, I'll get a question that comes in and I'll have to say something like, I'd maybe go for this, but ultimately you need to think about what that means for the next two, or two, three, four weeks for your team. I can't look at it in that much detail. So I don't think that everyone's overreacting, but people are trying to lock in their chip strategies. And I think that's important because that will dictate what transfers you make over, you know, the next couple of weeks and for the rest of the season. Like take wildcard 28. There's going to be a few questions on this later on. I have already mentioned that maybe... I might go for it. I'm not set in stone with it or anything like that, but I think it's an option. But obviously straight away, people who are dead set on a different chip strategy just cannot understand why I would be looking to do that. They've got preferences around certain players. They might not want to attack the double in 28. They might not care about the matches and the players in 29. That's all perfectly fine. But I would just try and ignore that noise, right? You can only look at your team and decide what you're doing from there. Um and come up with your own chip strategy. And as I've said in other videos, like even one, two, or three player difference between my team and your team might mean we go down very different routes. Our preferences for how we want to play the game might be different. Like I am picturing game week 34, Man United with Newcastle at home, Sheffield United at home. That's a triple up and a double game week on a free hit for me. Some people might just be thinking, Man United are terrible, I want nothing to do with that. That is perfectly fine. So is everyone overreacting? I don't think so. But I think you're right. Hits are inevitable. Whichever strategy you go for, you're going to have to take hits at some point. And everyone is a little bit different, and so are our teams. And disappointment, well, this is FPL. So I did get a question about Wildcard 28, which I've reworded slightly, but I think this is basically what they were asking. So is it really worth wildcarding in game week 28 when you have to carry forward Bournemouth and Luton players? Now, guess what? Is it worth it? That really depends on your team. If you are fully committed to free hit 29, it's probably not worth wildcarding in 28. If you've got a team where you've already got six to eight players that are going to play in 29, and for a couple of free transfers, maybe a hit or two, you can get up to nine, 10, and 11 players for game week 29, you probably don't need to wildcard in 28. It might not be worth it for your team. For other people, that might not be the case. Now, I don't for one second think that anyone is wildcarding or thinking of doing it in 28 just to get Bournemouth and Luton players. But it is a bonus, right? If you're wildcarding in a double game, you want to pick up some of their players. As someone that's looked into this strategy a little bit, and is no, definitely not fully committed to it, but I have looked into it, I would probably get rid of at least two of my Bournemouth players straight away in game week 29. 
so that I had enough players to get through that game week without having to free hit. One of the Luton players would be a cheap defender, so probably on your bench most weeks. I think there's a good chance that from about game week 30, 31 onwards, 3-5-2 could be viable. So if you've got Adebayo or Morris, they're going to probably be on your bench most weeks. And one of your players from these two teams is likely to be a goalkeeper, so you don't have to play them every week either. So it's not as bad as it sounds, but I think what you've got to realise, and this goes back to the previous question, some of us are in a position where we have to use a chip around game week 29. We just don't have enough players and enough free transfers to get through it. So free hit 29 might be the best course of action for some people. That might be their preference. For others, it's wildcard 28. And I kind of like the idea of wildcarding in a double, getting through blank 29, and then just carrying those popular players forward for the rest of the season. And if 34 looks like I want a few double game weeks, but I don't have them, then you can just free hit. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think in general, people still undervalue double game weeks. Like, do we want triple Bournemouth, triple Luton for most of the season? No. But when Bournemouth got Sheffield United at home and Luton at home, that is something that I would want two or three players from, right? Because those fixtures are great. And also, by the way, it's worth saying on Bournemouth, I've spoken about this before, the fixtures aren't that bad going forward, right? Oh, sorry, after 29. It's Everton at home, Palace at home, Luton away. If I had to play an attacker or a defender in those three fixtures, it wouldn't really bother me that much. There's also, just to keep going on this, a chance that Bournemouth could double in 34. So for anyone that wants to wildcard early and doesn't want a free hit in 34, you might have a double in 28 and a double in 34 from those two or three players that you um, kind of keep hold of. And something else I spoke about last week, for my team, like this defense that I've got, double Arsenal, Charlie Taylor, Doughty and Bradley, it does not hold up well in game week 30. But do you know what I can do with a 28 wildcard? I can get in a Bournemouth defender who's got Everton at home that week and I can get a Spurs defender which I don't currently have and yes I know I sold Poro weeks ago I get it maybe that was a mistake but I can't dwell on that right I can only fix what's in front of me so getting a Spurs defender in for game week 30 when they play Luton at home also looks pretty good because my current defense is Man City away Charlie Taylor against uh, Chelsea away Doughty against Spurs away and Bradley might have lost his place by then so that's what I'm thinking about I'll probably go into it a bit more detail tomorrow but um, I think you've got to stop thinking about it as just getting Bournemouth and Luton players and having to carry them forever. There's a lot more to it than that. So I got two very similar questions about Son, which I'm going to answer together. So the first one, what do you think about transferring Foden out for Son? And the second one, would you do De Bruyne to Son this week or next? Now, I do rate Son as an option in game week 27. I'm probably going to buy him. I think Crystal Palace at home is a perfectly good fixture. We know he's always going to start. If Richarlison is out injured, there's a good chance that Son plays through the middle. We know he's on penalties. He's just all around a great option. Good fixtures, get definite game in 29, all that stuff you already know. And if I was free hitting in 27 and I could only pick one of these three players, I would pick Son. So I do think he's better than the other two. That being said, Man City have got Man United at home this week. Good fixture. None of us are going to be surprised if De Bruyne or Foden walk away with decent points. And I think if you're completely decided on your future transfers and your chip strategy and Son is a big part of that, absolutely go ahead and buy him. If you're undecided, maybe just give yourself another week's worth of information. I don't think De Bruyne to Son or Foden to Son is a bad move. I just don't think it's a move where it's a necessity this week where you have to do it at all costs. So if you want to just roll the transfer or make a different move instead, 
I think that's perfectly reasonable, right? With De Bruyne, I spoke about this on early thoughts video. Long term, I would get rid of him. I just think he's a bit too expensive for someone that it clearly looks like Man City are going to manage him. I know he's kind of come out and said he's okay, he was just a bit uncomfortable. They didn't want to risk it and stuff like that. But I do feel like that's something that could continue over the next few weeks. And if there's any doubt around him, they're just going to bench him and save him for uh, kind of bigger and more important matches. For what it's worth, I think Foden and De Bruyne have got a good chance of starting this week. But again, I can't even guarantee that. So if you want to play it safe, make the move to Son. But long term, I think De, uh, De Bruyne has to go with... And I don't know if I've already said this, but he's also quite expensive, right? I just don't think he's going to uh, fit in long term. Like with Son, he's not cheap either, but he is like a million less than De Bruyne. With Foden, it's a bit different because at 8.1 million, you can probably fit him in a bit easier. But I still think with Liverpool away in 28, a blank in 29, Arsenal at home in 30, it's not great. The real time you want Foden after 27 is probably from 31 onwards. And who knows at that point? Maybe it's going to be a stage in that Man City first 11 lineup where you know Foden's not in it every single week so I think that's where I stand in it I think it's perfectly good transfer I think Son is the better option of the three this week but there's no rush to do it but from next week onwards um, I probably would prefer to have Son than either of the other two Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So who are the best replacements for Estepinia? Now, I did tweet last night that I'd maybe hold off from selling him because Lamptey wasn't in the Brighton squad for their FA Cup game. But Deserby made it sound afterwards like he was going to be back pretty soon. So I'm not sure I'd be confident about Estepinia winning his place back and starting week in, week out. Plus, you've got European uh, fixtures to come soon. Plus, the fixtures in the league aren't that great for Brighton soon too. So I think it's a good idea to get rid of him. Who to go for really depends on what chips you're using. If you're someone that's on free hit 29, then I think I'd go for a Bournemouth defender or an Arsenal one. Like Arsenal are just generally a great defence and long-term have pretty good fixtures anyway, although it is Man City away in game week 30. And then with a Bournemouth defender like Zabani, uh, they've got Burnley away this week. Not bad if you have to play him in game week 27. The double in 28, which on paper looks great. And then from 30 onwards, the fixtures are pretty good. So if you're free hitting 29, I'd look at Gabriel, Saliba, Zabani. I probably wouldn't go. Um, for Senesi, just because of the yellow card situation. If you're if you only need the defender in the short term, maybe you could do it. But long term, I just wouldn't um, bother risking that. If you're not free hitting in 29, then you're probably looking at someone like Doughty maybe for Luton. And look, Luton defence is not great, but he is fairly attacking. They've got the double in 28 of Palace away and Bournemouth away. I mean, realistically, probably not a clean sheet, but you never know, plus the attacking threat. And then in 29, it's Forest at home. Um, the only issue is in 27, it's Villa at home, which is probably not a clean sheet either. So there is, I would say, a bit of concern there. And to be honest, after 29, you've got Spurs away in 30, Arsenal away in 31, and Man City away in 33. Long term, not probably a great option. Not too bad if you can keep him on the bench. Depends how much you're going to have to use him. Or I would look at a Spurs defender. Now, both Poro and Udogi are flagged at the moment. We will hear from Ange Postacoglu tomorrow. If either of them is fine, then I would look at them. Um, I still think I prefer Pari to Udogi, but the price difference is quite high now. It's 0.8 million. 
So with Doggy for 4.9, does seem like pretty good value. Palace at home this week, not bad. Villa away in 28, a bit more difficult. Depends on what other defenders you've got you could play that week. Definite fixture in 29. Lewin at home in 30. Fixtures afterwards, not bad. And doubles coming up. So that's probably where I would look. I know last week, just to cover this off, I, I spoke about uh, Villa defenders, right? For 26, the game against, what was it, Forest at home? And then the one in uh, 29 against West Ham away, plus Luton away in 27. The problem is, Pau Torres went off at halftime. He's now a doubt. Cons is back in training, but we don't yet know when he's going to be available. Luca Dean and Moreno might share too many minutes to make them good FPL picks. And Matty Cash, I'm just not sure about long term. So as much as I would have gone for a Villa defender last week, given that Pau Torres went off, I'd probably just avoid him now. So if I was buying, I mean, if I wasn't free hitting in 29, I, I feel like I'd probably go for Doughty because I would want that extra fixture. But if you don't have any interest in a Luton defender, it's Udogi. And then it's the same conversation with Bournemouth and Arsenal. If you are free hitting in 29, I'd probably go for the double from the Bournemouth defender. But I think it's more than viable and reasonable to go for an Arsenal one instead. So what do we do when Salah returns from injury? And I guess the simple answer is we buy him. If the fixtures are right and he's fully fit, there's no reason to ignore him. But what I would say with stuff like this is just don't worry about it right now. He wasn't even in the squad for the FA Cup game or the Carabao Cup game before that. Very unlikely he starts in game week 27. In 28, it's Man City. and We now know that Liverpool are going to blank in 29. So until game week 30... You can just pretty much ignore him. I don't think there's any need to panic about him or where he fits into your plans before that. Now, from game week 30 onwards, the fixtures are good. Brighton at home, Sheffield United at home, Man United away, Palace at home between 30 and 33. But if you're worried about how you might afford him, well, Trent's injured at the moment. Most people don't own him. Lots of people don't have Trippier. There's quite a bit of money to go around. So I don't particularly foresee it being an issue. So... What do we do? We reassess just like with every player and probably bring him into our teams. So the teams that play in game week 29 generally have good fixtures in game week 30. Does that make it more appealing to avoid using free hit and delay the wild card till game week 31? So I think they are slightly different points, right? If you're already building towards game week 29 without having to use your free hit, happy days, right? That's the strategy that you should continue with. And like you've said, most of those teams that play in 29 also have good fixtures in 30. So I do think anyone on that strategy will probably delay the wild card till 31. Because if we look at um, the fixtures those teams have got, Spurs is Luton at home, Villa is Wolves at home. So if you've got a Villa defender plus Louise Watkins and triple Spurs, that's already six players in 30 that have got a good fixture. Uh, Tony's got Man United at home, which isn't bad. Bowman's got Newcastle away. Most people aren't going to be worried about that right now. So you absolutely could just avoid using the wild card that week. Dodge the Man City and Arsenal fixture, right? You wouldn't want to bring in any more players for that game. And they're just wild card in 31. Perfectly reasonable. But I don't necessarily agree that it makes it more appealing to avoid using the free hit. I mean, that's really going to come down to how well your team is set up, right? Just like anything else at the moment. Because... I mean, I can look at it and know that if I go for a bunch of players from 29, I wouldn't have to wildcard until 31. But it's still going to take me a lot of hits to get to that point. So if you're already building that way, yes, I don't see many reasons not to delay the wildcard till 31. Although obviously, if you get into game week 30, there's a bunch of injuries. You want to triple up on Liverpool against Brighton at home and they're good fixtures afterwards. Whatever it might be, then maybe you would wildcard in 30. But obviously, you can just leave that option open. So, 
yeah, I think avoiding using the free hit if you can is great, but not everyone can do that, right? But wildcard in 31, yeah, perfectly reasonable choice. So what do I think of Rodrigo Muniz from Fulham? Generally, I think he's a good FPL pick in isolation, right? He's nice and cheap. He only costs 4.5 million. He looks good as well. I watched the game against Man United. He caused the centre-backs a lot of problems. The underlying numbers aren't bad for that kind of price point. Fulham definitely play in game week 29, as we know, albeit it's Spurs at home. And then after that, the fixtures aren't that bad. Sheffield United away, Forest away, Newcastle home. So I quite like him. But again, right, and this comes back to the same stuff over the last couple of weeks. Which forward do you sell to put him in your team? Right, if you've got Haaland and Watkins and Solanke, if he's fit, you've only got three forward spots. It's kind of hard to justify putting a Fulham player in there instead. And the price point is nice, and that enables lots of things. But right now, we don't need that money. Trent, Trippier, Salah, they're not really players that most people are clamoring to you know, bring into their squad. So money's not really a problem. So I just don't think there's a space for him. I think he's a good, cheap FPL pick. But because of the price in this season, the way that squads are set up right now, there's probably just no need for him, right? If you're going into game week 29 and you're selling Haaland and you've already got Tony and Watkins, right? And you want another cheap forward and maybe you just don't want a Luton player. You don't want our knee from Forrest, whatever it might be. Maybe then you go for him. But I just think it's one of those situations in FPL where he just doesn't really fit into people's squads at the moment. He'll probably continue to um, do well. I haven't actually checked what his recent returns have been. Yeah, one goal against Villa, two against Bournemouth, one against Burnley as well. Did blank against Man United, but he was good in that game, so I wouldn't be surprised if the returns continue. But I personally have got no plans to bring him in whatsoever anytime soon. I wouldn't be surprised if we go the whole season and he's never in. But you never know. I'm open to changing my mind if the circumstances and conditions and stuff like that uh, are all correct for him to come into my squad i'm going to leave that video there if you enjoyed it give it a like hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already rate five stars on podcast and i'll catch you again tomorrow for team selection sports social podcast network